Perception podcast. I'm your host for this particular episode, Tom. And joining me today is Glasgow's number one out of rally player, it's John Munro. Oh, I thought you were talking to Justin there. Thank you. Ah! Good to be on. <laughs> Welcome aboard. And also joining us today is Austin's preeminent beard oil expert. It's Justin Sutton. <laughs> Thanks. I'm actually from Houston, though. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, of course. I, I always write down... Um, you're thinking of me in terms of the F1 track. You, you, you just, you're just, yeah, you're basing my location oh, based on Circuit so, of the Americas, which is fine for, with me, honestly. Yeah. I am wearing a Circuit of the Americas t-shirt, so. It says literally Austin on your street. It does. I am wearing an Austin Throw t-shirt. Me off there. So. <laughs> Houston, oh, Texas is, yeah. I think. Beard oil yeah. expert. There we go. Yes. All right. Well, after that incredible intro, things can only get better. And today we're going to talk about something a little different to what we usually do. We normally got a specific topic and we debate it out or agree with each other all the time, as it as it happens often. Uh, we're going to talk about the news that's happened in April within the racing game and sim world and peripherals as well, because for whatever reason, the world has gone mad this month. There's so many news articles and opinion pieces on the Traction.gg website and on the Traction.gg YouTube channel and social media. So we thought we'll take the time to discuss our opinions of these news articles and opinion uh, pieces uh, and announcements for the month. So think of this as a speculation special, because a lot of these, apart from one we've not played or tried or some we've not even seen gameplay for. So it's just our sort of opinions and expectations. So bearing in mind, for those watching on YouTube, we are going to be uh, checking the Traction website sometimes to look and sort of react to the news as we see it. And we're going to start with the biggest one probably this month, and that is the Formula One 2021 reveal. Uh, the game is out in July, and there's already been a special podcast that myself and Justin were on, so you can listen to that for in-depth reactions. Uh, but John wasn't part of it. So, John, just quickly, give me your feelings for this game. Are you excited? Yes, I am. Yeah, I was away at the optician, sadly, so I wasn't part of the part of the last one. But I, well, I, I actually I really enjoyed listening to you guys um, talking about it, and I think there's a there's a lot to be excited for with this game. I think the main thing for me is that they seem to have continued the trajectory that they've been going on, where they've been adding something new every year and making a genuine step forward without completely changing the game. And that's on on the on the face of it, anyway. That's definitely what seems to be happening. You know, the story mode looks great. It looks a little bit more in depth, maybe, than the previous one. It just Definitely. gives me that feeling that there's going to be a bit more to it. Again, speculation. Um, and, you know, obviously that's not necessarily a brand new feature, but what they have done is added the new two-player career mode, which I think is also a bit of a game changer, considering the way that online racing is going at the moment. So, no, on, on the face of it, it's really good. Are you more excited for that career mode? Uh, so, yeah, the two-player online career mode than the breaking point story, perhaps? I'm not sure. So I think the best way I could describe it is I'm excited for the breaking point story in the short term. I think that's going to be great fun. And that's probably the yeah. first thing I'd want to play. But but in terms of longevity, depending on how long the story mode, whether it links into career mode like it did before or whether that's a separate thing again, um, you know, for longevity, I think the two player co-op thing could be a lot of fun. You know, I have a, uh, a few teammates that, that are getting into the F1 games as well. And it's, just, you know, community racing is always good fun, right? Racing with a teammate, having a bit of a laugh while you do it. And, you know, this looks like a really good addition to the game. So I'm excited to try it out. Yeah, what icons, what icons are you hoping for, John? Just out of curiosity, because I asked on social media, I asked what icons people are hoping for, because there's going to be seven icons in the in the my team thing. Who are you hoping to see? Well, I kind of hope it's. Uh, 
I kind of hope they go a little bit away from from the standard because you know you've got your set you could pick the seven most successful you know you could pick your Schumacher and your Senna and Prost but I'd kind of like to see some more kind of unsung heroes in there <laughs> you know the likes of Jean Lacy or someone I saw some really good mm. suggestions um you know oh, yeah. maybe a David Coulthard maybe that's just me you know uh, some of the older ones as well from the, from the 60s and 70s and it's hard to think of specific, I think maybe highlighting some drivers that maybe didn't achieve what they deserved to or, or quite could have I think that would be quite cool but I would understand why especially if this is the kind of first time they're looking at doing this specific thing they'd want to put in some of the big names and then maybe from the future add in some of the smaller ones for sure yeah that's true and uh since we've talked and the dust has settled a little bit there's been a couple more details that haven't been announced but have been been found so i don't know if you want to enlighten us about those a bit justin yeah so the microsoft store listed that 4k and 60 4k 60 fps and i guess uh 1080p 120 fps modes will be available so if you have a tv that supports that uh for your xbox because yeah you would need a 120 hertz tv uh to support that and the steam page confirmed that the F2 2021 season will arrive post-launch, which we did speculate on. So uh, people that yeah. would have listened to our podcast, that's that will come as no surprise. <laughs> yeah, we, we're on it because uh, that's what's happened last two years. But it was just weird from the initial statements. It wasn't it didn't say either way. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, there's no F3 this year again. But that's a, that's a moot point. But uh, yes. So that to me, inter- I would interpret that that the same uh, frame rate and Resolution is available on the PS5 version as well. It's for the right. next-gen versions. Yeah. Uh, but Microsoft has this section of their site where it lists at bullet points the specs, which is rather useful and something to bear in mind for future announcements. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think that that briefly covers F1 2021. It is the biggest news this month. But where Which is why it got, it got its own podcast. It got its own podcast. <laughs> it was so big. And what, what we really need to see next is some gameplay, some screenshots, and yes. details on the online and eSports, which is... A bit lacking at the minute, but there's plenty of time to see that. So we'll go on to one now that's a bit different. Now, if you're a big F1 fan, maybe you haven't played this game, or maybe you're into uh, Assetto Corsa Competizione or Race Room, but I still think uh, you could find some interest and enjoyment out of it. And that is WRC 10, the official game of the World Rally Championship, which I know is a popular sport worldwide, but certainly in uh, the UK these days and the USA is relatively niche. But there has been a reveal. So first of all, have you both seen the trailers? And anyone got any burning opinions about WRC 10? I I will say, uh, just on that topic, by the way, that I was listening to the interview with Andrew Coley that is on our YouTube, which is also Ah, a, a, a great interview, and how he was talking about uh, how rally in the U.S. essentially there is no, like, entry-level stuff and so it it was very interesting i seem to be getting a lot of rally Mm -hmm. stuff this week between andrew coley and wrc 10 and stuff like that um i've only really played one modern rally game and that was dirt rally the the first one um but i'm for some reason still pretty excited about this i feel like (laughs) because i haven't played any of the wrc games i was kind of cautioned about the older ones like eight and before and stuff like that um but i've heard nothing but great things about wrc9 from um from people within traction and stuff like that so um i'm actually pretty interested and i love nostalgia stuff old cars that kind of stuff um I'm, i'm super into it i especially love like the 90s like subaru uh, the two-door STI, like that, ah, that kind of era. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I'm really, 
I'm really into those cars. As, as much as I wasn't watching Rally at those times, I just really like those cars, you know, just as an yeah. automotive fan. Um, so, yeah, I'm super interested. I would imagine John is quite a quite a bit more interested. Jumping at the bit. <laughs> so you're shaking in my chair. Yeah, um, I think the best thing to happen to WRC 10 was WRC 9 because I think that they, they were on a, a kind of slightly negative trajectory, especially up against Dirt Rally, which had been a phenomenal yeah. game. And I think they really had kind of set up, there was a clear divide. You know, there was one game is better than the other, and that's the way it is. And I'm sorry, but that, that seems to be the truth for me. WRC 9, however, changed that because so many people went, oh, you know what? I've given it a chance and the physics are actually really good and the stages are actually really good. So then, of course, it builds a little bit of hype. And then suddenly, you know, for them to now, a lot, uh, to now announce the, the classic cars, it's almost like they're bringing it towards Dirt Rally a little bit, you know, to fight them <laughs> directly, which, you know, I always had in my head that the WRC franchise that was was um, was like the official championship you know if you want to do the the modern day wrc stuff mm. that's where you go but for everything else dirt rally had you covered kind of like you know a ac versus acc you know i said of course it has all the mods all the cars and that's great but then acc for your specific gt3 racing at a very high quality you know and i kind of had that similar thought about these two but it's it's almost as if they're trying to transition and become a little bit more like the dirt rally franchise which for me is an interesting point because in some ways, Dirt Rally, the Dirt Rally franchise could see itself kind of going more in the opposite direction. Mm, so that's, right. that's you know, it's a bigger mm. topic, but that's that's one to bear in mind. Are they maybe, you know, meeting somewhere in the middle before they cross over? Yeah. Do you know, it's it's very, very interesting. Um, this this game is is strange because, oh, well, actually, first of all, you both mentioned that WRC 9 is good and they changed the physics and, and people who really got into it enjoyed it. I still see online... Uh, the reputation of these games tarnished by the previous ones. There are still people who look at this trailer and go, well, that's trash. So, because I played WRC 7, you know, so that, so there is, that is an uphill struggle. And there's two very, very weird things about this game and this reveal. Um, I feel like it's quite early to show off a trailer and announce it when it's not out until September. Yeah, and you think about how close F1 2021 is to release, and we don't, we haven't even seen any any gameplay footage. So, th so that was it's bold. And then the second thing is in that trailer, there's I should say that WRC 10 will have all the official drivers and teams from the 2021 season, but it will also have a mode that celebrates 50 years of the WRC itself. And the trailer is shows these classic cars, all of which are already in WRC 9. So there's nothing new. So it's that's a very strange decision, you know, at least, you know, put a carrot in front of the, the horse or whatever <laughs> and be like, oh, there's this Subaru. Now, in the press information, it does say Subaru and Mitsubishi will, include, will be included in the mm -hmm. classic cars. So your car, Justin, will hopefully be in the game, but we really don't know. But the only new thing from the, the uh, release video is the stages that are on Greece and I think it's Croatia in the screenshots. So there is some new stuff. So I'm excited as well. But also strange timing for me yeah i would agree with that actually and yeah you're right uh f1 has barely released a, a teaser and yeah. it is due to come out two months earlier um so yeah no that that is a little bit early but um it looks good i mean and maybe that's because of the lack of confidence in the community and and just in gamers that you alluded yeah, maybe. to maybe that's why they're getting in nice and early to show True. people like hey you should you should actually pay attention to this one <laughs> 
yeah, I wonder if the, that's that's it. I wonder if they're just trying to grab that attention at a certain point, or you know, trying to put themselves amongst a lot of other big announcements. I'm really glad actually you mentioned that the you know obviously WRC nine had the classic cars as well because it, the the reason I'm, it feels like it's maybe moving more towards dirt is because they're really you know putting huge amounts of focus on that through the trailer and it yeah. feels like it, it almost is acting as if it's this brand new thing and okay it's probably a new the new game mode and stuff like that but yeah. you know in reality do we really know what that game mode's going to be is it a big part of the game is it just a small side thing you know, they've made to, you know to me it seems like oh they're putting more emphasis on that and they're maybe making it more about the whole world of rallying but actually maybe it's not maybe it's just a few scenarios on the side and they're just glorifying that because of the anniversary because it's the official license so it's kind of difficult to judge we're going to have to wait and see when it comes out yeah. But I, for me, I just like to see as well with classic cars on, on rally games, we've seen the same ones over and over again. And, and that's honestly fantastic, of course. But it would be good to see some more kind of rare cars that we haven't seen on games see. before. Well, I personally would, would love to see some of the really early Group A cars, for example. You know, we've seen all the classics being done multiple times and they're great to drive and everything. But, you know, we haven't seen the unsuccessful cars. It's kind of similar to what I was saying about F1 2021. But, you know, we haven't seen the... The, the 80s Audi Quattro that came straight after Group B, the first one that was a he- heffalump of a car. Mm, you know, the, 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 yeah, the, the Mitsubishi Galant before it became the, the Lancer. Oh, yeah. You know, the, the Nissan Sunny. There's the Mazda 323. Yeah. So many brilliant cars that are so exciting now to look back on, but they weren't necessarily successful. I'd love to see something a bit more unique. I agree with that. And I also think that my personal preference, uh, I, I, maybe they're launching these classic cars thing to get the hype going, but WRC 9 career mode was basically identical to WRC 8. So I would personally rather see some innovation on that front. Yeah. I would agree also with John uh, on the classic cars, because I feel like uh, cars back then had bigger differences. There was more variety. Yeah, that's true. You know, nowadays, the difference between a Peugeot and a Hyundai, you know, in the modern era, in the, like, the 2010s and stuff like that, in terms of how they feel to drive and stuff like that, probably isn't massively different they're, they're probably fantastic to drive all of them you know they're just inc- mega fast uh whereas there was big differences in power and handling and braking and and grip and all of that kind of stuff with car with those older cars so yeah i agree that would be really cool to see actually yeah that's a very very good point modern rally cars while i find them very exciting can be a bit uh homogenous in some respects yes. Yeah, I'm sure there like are slight differences, like GT3 cars. You yeah, know, yeah, of course. Similar but different. Whereas back then they were just different. They were just well, really, really different. <laughs> I think I also come. You know, the, a good example of that is very similar. Is like Le Mans. You know, you look at Le Mans prototypes in the last ten years, and you could honestly change the color of them, and you wouldn't know which one's which. Obviously, yeah. those the fans do know, but but you know, to to any casual viewer, they're all spaceships, and they're all the same. And mm. they drive the same, they look the same. Whereas, you know, look at the late 90s and GT1s and the, the early LMPs, some had roofs, some didn't. Obviously, in the 80s, the, the Group Cs had different characteristics as well, whether it was the wing, the shape, the length. So that's obviously a big thing about classic cars that make them fun to drive because you want to drive every individual car, not just the era of car. But I just feel like a lot of them have been done so many times. It'd be nice to see something new. Yeah, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with both of you there, which makes for perhaps uh, not the most... <laughs> Agitated podcast. <laughs> Maybe we'll again. get to that with some other topics uh, <laughs> later on because I think we might disagree on a few things. So that's basically WRC 10. Uh, listen, we're all interested. It looks cool, but it's far away from release. <laughs> I mean, the weird one weird thing that's just come to me now is WRC 9 launches on Steam after WRC 10 by a week. Yeah. So that's yeah. a whole weird thing. Anyway, yeah. we'll stop talking about Rally now and we'll move on to something that's more hardware based and also something that might appeal to people who are on a, 
a PC simulator scene, or on a home console as well, as it turns out. And this is a brand new steering wheel add-on, to be clear, from Thrustmaster. It's called the SF1000 Edition Wheel Add-on. And it is a working replica of a Formula One steering wheel that was used by Ferrari in 2020. So there's many things to cover on this one, and we don't want to get too bogged down in the technicalities of it. But Justin, for example, looking at this wheel, did this get you excited and want to buy a expensive peripheral? <laughs> it really did, to be honest. Um, I won't actually buy it, but it did make me interested. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't I can't justify that price for um, what is specifically a Formula yeah. One wheel, it, you know, and it, and it should be emphasized that it is a very Formula One win, wheel. So um, it wouldn't really be useful for racing, uh, well, for rally racing. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, it's very specific and that's, that's a high price tag. But it's not as high as you maybe might think, you know, for that sort of thing. If you told me a Ferrari replica wheel yeah, with a working yeah. lcd screen on it by the way which i wasn't mentioned yet but a working lcd screen on it um i think is super neat now having said that i was sitting there trying to imagine myself using it <laughs> and when would i look down at that lcd screen ah, exactly i was gonna uh, this. <laughs> yeah, so i, I <laughs> I think it's neat as hell. I'm, I'm super excited about it. I'm not going to buy it. And also, I don't really know what it's for. So, I mean, I'm, su I'm sure it'll display lots of information, but that same information can very easily be displayed on your on your monitor in front of you where you're already looking and driving you know what i mean like so i don't i don't know the benefit of looking down sorry for the podcast listeners but i don't understand the the benefit of looking down at your wheel for some sort of information which may be readily available by just having a quick glance on on your monitor so it's one of those weird things. I would have to like see it in in action but i i think it's a really really fair price for an an authentic piece of Ferrari stuff, and I mean anybody that's watched Top Gear has seen them play the the Ferrari add-on uh, price game, where you know they how much do you think it costs for a carbon fiber <laughs> cup holder? Yeah, this is cheaper than seat height adjustment on a real exactly. Ferrari, so, and it know. has real carbon fiber in it and stuff like that. It's almost like it's worth buying just to hang up or something, like, you know, just to, yeah. just to frame it in your house or something. But I don't know if I would use it. I think I think it should be noted at this point, the price is 329 <laughs> or 330 pounds or $350 in, in euros. Right. Uh, it's not cheap. It's not but cheap. By Ferrari standards, but it's Ferrari. cheap. Exactly. Well, Are you going to buy it, John? You, no, uh, but oh, for any for any listeners not, as well, just to emphasize, you need the base as well. This is the this yes, is the rim, so just the rim. you need to own a base, and it's so so therefore you cannot just have the steering wheel working for three hundred and twenty quid. You need to have the rest of it. But uh, yes, I I thought it looked amazing. I thought it looked mega. I love the fact that it's a replica, and as as Justin kind of touched on, it's almost arguably as much of an art piece or something as it is actually functional. Because of course, yeah, it's going to be a good wheel. That's great. It's been you know. Ferrari wouldn't design their real wheel to not be functional in real life. Therefore, it's going to have uses on the sim. But if you honestly, you know, if, if I ask all you sim racers out there listening to the podcast, how many of you have ever noticed the LED lights that are actually on your wheel rim? You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. or, or, or how many of you use the, the get in game stuff? I mean, honestly, I could not tell you if my wheel had lights in it. I couldn't tell you because I never <laughs> looked there. And although the dash does look amazing and, you know, I think it's maybe for the people that are wanting to make videos. You know, it's this is a really cool dash for someone who wants to make a video where they're pretending they're in a real Ferrari and stick it on Facebook and get 30,000 jealous likes. Um, 
and that's and that's great and it looks amazing for that but is it really functional i'm not sure yeah yeah one thing i would say about the uh two things i'd like to say about the display actually one about the positioning completely agree it's such a good point i didn't think about it but if you're uh in one of those play seats um yes so i sat, think about that down on the ground if you're in the proper the f1 cockpit, right yeah then totally the thing but it's about how many people have space for that and stuff like that yeah and i and i i have led lights like this one has also for the gear change on my wheel and i looked at them the day one and then i, I never really used them again like like, like <laughs> john uh the screen though is really cool because in some respects it it has the uh special graphics from the f1 2021 game on it so your energy management and your tire value temperatures and brake temperatures and stuff are actually uh coming from the game in that Codemaster style, which is a I nice- I like that they've done that, that they've worked, worked with the, the company that's developing the game yeah. to make sure that it, it works, you know, it's plug and play, yeah. which I love. I but love what when things are plug on a different game. Right, yeah. Do they have what dash, do they have like standard dashes for other games that would- Not seen, not seen at the minute, and I'm not sure. And it should be worth noting that the, the release is interesting. Um, there's a thousand Europe's only uh, units only for Europe at the minute. Thousand Europe's only for units. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, and they're all sold out immediately. Yeah. Very quickly. Very Ferrari. Yeah. Very Ferrari. And then it's not clear when it'll be available again or available to restock. But it does say that from the 18th of May, Asia Pacific region uh, follows and worldwide sales starts on 26th of August. So it might be that they're not available again for, for mere mortals until the 26th of August. Right. But, but we'll have to see. There are some out in the wild. Um, and also it has um, metal paddles at the back, which you can buy optional upgrades to have even more metal uh, paddles. I don't know what the difference is. <laughs> and there is also clutch paddles at the back, which is a really nice addition, again, for Formula One. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 seriously cool. Uh, yeah, I don't think any of us are the target audience. And, um... I'd love to try one, though. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it's cool as hell. I don't understand, uh, or I do understand why it sold out so quickly. I, I completely understand why it sold out super quickly. Yeah. Um, and again, I, the, th- the thing I'm most impressed with is the price. It is surprisingly, yeah. mm-hmm. like, I, again, for something that has a screen and that many buttons yeah. and that much metal and carbon fiber and a Ferrari logo on it, I mean, I was I thinking. I think, I think you've sold me on it now. <laughs> John, are you convinced? Well, do you know the thing though? I think it's almost the kind of product that would sell just as well if it was three times the price. Do you know, it's got that kind of, it's got <laughs> that feeling where you don't, you don't need it, but it's for people that really want it, and it's probably not much more functional than something else. But for those who can afford it and don't care and just want something that looks amazing, you'd go for it. So in some ways, it's almost like you, you'd, all, you'd almost be okay selling it for more money. Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> It's, they missed it's out on some money, I think. I think you're exactly right. I'm, I'm I just, think they could have sold it for $500 and people would have uh, bought it just as people, fast. Yeah. Just as I mean, fast. It's so cool, though. I mean, we normally don't, don't get too excited about steering wheels, right? We're supposed to be all about the games and esports. Especially the price. Like, the, the yeah, highlight for me is the price. <laughs> but, but there's so many actual, uh, you know, if you if you listen to the audio version, Google it. Um, F, F, SF1000 Thrustmaster Wheels as an abbreviation. There's so many dials and knobs and nerves. And I guess those are functional too in, are, in the F1 yeah. game as well. Yeah. Now, it almost seems like you've got too many there. I right. mean, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. When I'm racing, I wish I had more and more buttons. Like, oh, you well, can never have enough. Yeah. <laughs> for the 
Splash, one for the windscreen wipers. Horn of games. One for the handbrake in Forza. <laughs> Horn. Horn all the <laughs> way. Our first Forza mentioned Klaxon when he said it. <laughs> we'll mention it actually later on a serious note. And a final point, I think, on this. Um, this is compatible with uh, many, many existing Thrustmaster wheelbases that are already. All but one, right? Yeah. Basically. All the, the T500, the, the T500, is, which makes me wonder, what's wrong with the T500? Well, I don't know. But it's, I don't know anything about that wheel, actually. <laughs> I've never heard of it until this the article. The TSPC is a popular thing that's been used for previous Ferrari-based wheels. There have been many Ferrari, yeah. Thrustmaster Ferrari, we've got a partnership. The T300 is a very popular console game. Yeah, and a PC, obviously, as well. And yeah. this would work with that. So actually, yeah. Justin, you're half of the way there. You know, I know. So I really could get it. On board. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. All right. Well, that's the Thrustmaster Formula 1 steering wheel. Next, we're going to go to two wheels this time for a very weird game with a strange name. Actually, John, do you want to say the name of the game? Rims. Yes. Well, I, don't, about... I don't know why. I don't know why you asked me to say that, but you know, I'll I'll do my job. I, I don't know why either. It was a spur of the moment thing, but it's called <laughs> Rims Racing, and don't forget the lowercase i and oh. uppercase r m and s. Because the i is quiet. Yeah, yeah. The i is quiet. Everything else is very loud. Remiss. Yeah. And this is a this is a motorcycle game for the uninitiated, and it's a brand new franchise. So these don't come along every day, and that's why we're talking about it. So. So often it's either like an update for a game or some DLC or uh, the 10th WRC game or the yearly sports thing. This is something brand, brand new. And just to give you a quick overview, this is from a brand new studio based in uh, Milan, I believe. And this is uh, published by Nacon or Nacon, however you want to pronounce it. I believe it's using some Kiloton technology who make the WRC games, for example. And it's more focused about the bike models themselves than perhaps the racing. Uh, John, will a game that is focused about the parts used on a bike interest you more than one that's focused about bike collection or racing, for example? Yes, if I'm interested in bike parts. And I think, you know, I, I, to <laughs> me, right? To, no, but seriously, though, it, to see something unique and new is great. We've got bike games and we've got different types of things. We've seen, you know, the likes of Track Day R coming out recently, um, which is trying to simulate track days. And we've got obviously got the MotoGP franchises, MXGP, all these things. Um, Ride tries to try kind of be the right. collection game and everything. Rims, on the other hand, Rims Racing, um, it's trying something unique. It's trying something new. I think we've got to give it time and we've got to give it a chance. It's hard to say too much about how it's going to be in this current state because we don't know yet right it's, it's that speculation phase where it's exciting it's intriguing it's a bit different it doesn't necessarily sound like a number it one hollywood pretty. seller but it looks amazing um and you know for me i, I think you're probably going to talk you were probably going to talk about this anyway tom but there's not many bikes you can choose from right there's only you know eight bikes available on launch um but the thing i would say about that or unless you wanted to come in there well i'm just it, it's bold it's bold it's very brave yeah, but I like that. Why not? You know, I, I like if, that too, but... if you make it, if you make it work, you know, the way again, it's a same analogy as I used earlier. But you know, look at ACC. There's only okay. There's more than eight cars in ACC, but there's only two classes of car. It was only one class of car for the first two years. And mm -hmm. you know, people nowadays are so in love with games where you can drive anything. You can drive a mini. You can drive a GT1. You can drive an F1 car on a set of course on our factor iRacing. And for them to come out and say, no, this game is just GT3 racing, but we still think people are going to play it as much as iRacing or as much as our factor. 
I think is very bold. And look how successful it is because the quality is there. So it's not necessarily about the quantity, the number of collecting, you know, collectors items, bikes you can get. It, you know, if you're into your bikes and the game has the quality, then it's going to be worth it. But we don't know that yet. That's the problem. Yeah, I mean, Justin, have you seen much of this game? I mean, I believe my understanding is there's literally uh, hundreds of parts that are switchable on the bike. So, you know, previously you might be able to tune up suspension and wheels in a in a game. This is into the real nerdy stuff. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I'm not I'm not a bike guy, uh, honestly, um, as as people probably know. I've mentioned this before, but hey, but that's uh, all right. I do I do like that it's bold. Uh, as you mentioned, you know, it's it's mm. it's going a different route. It's doing something different. It's a bit it's a bit niche, um, but it it looks very interesting. I have to say, yeah, again, we've only seen like um, not in game footage, right? Yeah, it, it's it's yeah, it's it's really kind of yeah. just a teaser trailer that's a very stylistic. Trailer. That's what I was looking and, for. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but it it seems really neat, um, and I think the important thing is that the eight bikes be quite different in speed i think that's that's the important thing um and and certainly i i've said before in the past that you know you know you've made a good racing game if you can just jump in whatever car and just you know turn laps Uh, if you could just go drive around and you're having a blast then then you know you've made a really good game and that it could be like that you know it could feel absolutely incredible it might it might be so customizable that you really can do whatever i remember like when Gran Turismo first came out, uh, it wasn't a drifting game, not meant to do drifting at all. They, it, they never advertised it as as drifting in any way whatsoever. But be, purely because of the customization of it, because you could go in and fine tune the setup and the parts yeah. and all that kind of stuff, you could go that. drifting. Yeah. You, so it was like it was almost like a sandbox game. Like you could do things with it that weren't that it wasn't built for, that it wasn't intended for. And I think if they can pull off a similar sort of thing with with eight bikes, then it, it could absolutely be an incredible well, power to them. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, I think intriguing is the word for me and because if, if there's a game that they've announced and talked about and I still can't picture what it's actually going to be like, to me that, that entices me, it draws me in. And I don't think we really know how the game's going to properly look when you're playing it yet. You know, there, there's stuff like um, car mechanic simulators and stuff that do really well. It's not necessarily all about the racing and the driving. Yeah, so, 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 you know, what what is the target market for this game? I'm not necessarily in, entirely sure what that is. The, my my worry for this game, if it is, you know, an actual you know riding simulator as well as the parts, so you're meant to be able to feel the differences between the different parts and changes you make to your bike. That's all well and good, but my worry is that when it comes to bike simulation, the hardware is not there yet compared to car simulation. I don't think people have, you know, motorcycle yeah. simulation equipment lying around the house where they could just pick up, plug <laughs> it in and play. Do you, Do you know, know what I mean? So so is it is this game too early? Is it going to be let down by the lack uh, of hardware available? I just think that if you've got, I, I agree, it's a fair point. If you've got all this incredible simulation of the parts of the motorcycle and then on track, it's not incredible. The, the whole house of cards falls down. Yeah, that's fair to say. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and also I wonder how, as a like an engagement mechanic, they're going to integrate the the tuning up or leveling up or availability of parts. Do I have everything unlocked at the start? Do I have to? What's the grind sort of thing? Mm. Yeah, is it winning races? Is it winning races to make money, or is it or is it yeah. nailing the right setup changes to to make the right improvements? You mm. know. 
Right. Like, do you have access to the parts immediately, or is that something yeah. you have to, to unlock or purchase or something like that? I, I would prefer the latter. I would prefer, you know, some progression. And, you know, you, you start off with, like, the crappiest bike and the crappiest parts, and, and you work your yeah. way up. And you and you have to juggle that money, and you decide, do I want to buy a, 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 the next level bike, or do I want to upgrade this bike? Um, you know, and it's those kinds of decision-making stuff that I think would be a lot of fun. So hangs in the balance. Well, basically, yeah. we're really up for it. And we really want something that's good and new and fresh and different because perhaps there's not enough of it at the minute. But we have to see a bit more. There is only this sort of teaser trailer, which is not in-game, and some in-game screenshots. It's the fact it's a new developer as well, too. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? We, ha we have literally no basis whatsoever. If they <laughs> had come out with anything, you know, any other motorcycle game, then we could easily be like, oh, well, look at this one. This one was good or this one was bad or whatever. But True. yes, so it's a it's a new franchise from yep. a new company that's trying something completely new. So, yeah, I don't know. Well, I think, yeah, exactly. That, that basically <laughs> covers, covers rims. I would, I would say one more thing, and that is it is out in August, which is quite soon. And it's on basically every platform. So Sooner than WRC. And sooner than WRC. With a lot less info. <laughs> lot, yeah, exactly. So I'm wondering if we'll hear more soon. Hopefully we will. Um, and also, I feel like and I hope like they've been beavering away quietly. And it's yeah. all sort of there. And then soon it'll be like, oh, this is interesting. Sitting on a gold mine, we hope. Yeah, yeah. we hope. All the Fingers best. Crossed. More power to them. Oh, I've said that twice now. But yeah, really good luck with it all. So we'll move back to four wheels now. And this is not like a serious game, I don't think, or a simulation. Sometimes you just want to sit back, relax, and explore an open world. So we're going to talk about Test Drive Unlimited Solar Crown, which I do think has quite a lot of Test Drive Unlimited fans ready and waiting for something. So my takeaway from this was, ooh, we already have like a popular open world game. And I don't want to tell it too much, but Justin... Sin is your preeminent Forza Horizon fan. Is there space for a Test Drive Unlimited game as well in the world? I think so. Absolutely. I, if if it's good, I'll I'll play it. You know, I'll let it draw me away from from Forza mm. Horizon, especially because of you know the uh, uh, semi yearly or bi yearly whatever whatever yeah. it is uh, release schedule. It means that there is you know a nice like year long area where yeah exactly exactly. So um, yeah, I'm t I'm totally into it. Weirdly. I did not play Test Drive Unlimited. Like right. I've heard people speak of it as it, uh, you know, speak of it as it's, if it's legend. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. They're like, oh, Test Drive Unlimited, man. <laughs> and I'm, I was just, I, I, I've seen some gameplay or some screenshots and stuff like that, and I'm like, yeah, it looks pretty neat. But I think it was just a case of when it came out. Uh, it wasn't what I was looking for necessarily. It's just it wasn't the sort of game that I was looking for. Um, I don't know what the progression was like in it, but obviously this new game, Test Drive Unlimited Solar Crown. Yeah, don't forget the unlimited bit there. Right, it's got the unlimited, so you would expect it's gonna have it's gonna have some some of that feel from it because yeah. why else would they include that name? Um, although racing game companies have a history of using the name for something that doesn't necessarily match right. up to a predecessor. So, so yeah. maybe we shouldn't get our hopes up We could up all that probably regard. take a button that we will not mention in this podcast. <laughs> right. But, but uh, yeah, I, you know, again, my, my big passion recently for the past four or five whatever years now since Forza Horizon 3 came out has been uh, the, the Horizon games just because I, I think it's hugely fun to 
um, you know, drive around in an open world and make your own routes and have that customization of cars and stuff like that. So th- now the the trailer of which there is a trailer. So if you're listening on the podcast or if, if you're watching on YouTube, whatever, if you want to pause it, go watch the trailer or something. Doesn't reveal a whole lot about how the game actually works. No, 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 no. absolutely not. Have you, uh, on the on the trailer, John, what was your takeaway from it? And have you played some test drive? previously in the past sorry test drive unlimited because there's many many test drive games i've played test drives yeah. not yeah. unlimited yeah 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 <laughs> so I, i'm the person that justin spoke about um the hidden person who passes the message <laughs> on of the old legend that was test drive i've never <laughs> played any <laughs> test i've never played any test drive games other than test drive unlimited right so, <laughs> so weird, it, it was it was a game of its time and okay you look back at it now it's maybe not it doesn't maybe stack up as well but i think at the time it was perfectly high quality i just loved the open world i loved driving and discovering a, a car dealership you never knew was in the game uh you know so it was like oh i didn't know there was maseratis in the game oh i've just discovered the maserati dealership and you can go in there and look at all the different models and the prices and they go up and you just aspire to it you know you're like okay i have nowhere near enough money for this but i want this car and then you have to go and race with your you know your little volkswagen polo or whatever it might be make your money and then use that money to drive back to the maserati dealership and buy that dream car and i love that kind of progression about it there were lots of hidden areas on the map that were hard to find it's basically based on an island and this is exactly i think what they're going to go for again with solar crown which is what i love you know the unlimited factor the idea of racing around an island buying property raising your money it's kind of that grand theft auto meets forza horizon meets you know a car game there's a little bit of tuning from in in test drive unlimited but not mad customization you know you could upgrade certain elements um but no from the trailer for me uh tom go back to your question because i'm rambling on about the game now i thought it i thought it was trying to give hints of sophistication and classiness you know that the look at the car choice the aston martin and the range rover the 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 casino vibes it was almost like you know hey we're we're wanting to make a game that's fun like forza horizon but we're more serious about it and we're going to make it less crazy and we're going to make it a little bit more james bondy and you know I, I don't know whether i like that or not but i feel like it was as much an indication of the aesthetic of the game as it was the features of the game yeah, I would agree with that. It just seemed to be like this suave, swanky thing. Ooh, look, I've got an Aston Martin, and I'm going to put the key on the chips. And that suggests like some sort of pink slips thing in the racing. Yeah, yeah. And, and also, just to quickly go back to the previous Test Drive Unlimited, for me, I think the main appeal was the world and the environment. The driving, uh, that's not held up so well these days. <laughs> yeah. It's more right. the exploration, if that's fair. Same and, for me. And I just, assume it was a controller game, not something yeah. to use a racing wheel for. Gotcha, okay. Yeah, uh, generally speaking, yeah. Right, right, right. And also, the first one came out when the 360 just launched, and it was like a big hype. Mm-hmm. Um, the PS3 hadn't launched at the time, so it was like, whoa, what's this? Um, but yeah, on the trailer, there's, it's more of a, I don't know, it's to give you a feel for the type of game. And at the end, it does say that more will be revealed in July, which is soon. Yeah, look forward to that. And can I just say as well, Test Drive Unlimited 2, I played that and I did not like it. I didn't mind it, but it wasn't didn't have nearly the same enjoyment level as the first. Maybe it's a nostalgia thing, I'm not sure, but we've got to bear that in mind as well. You know, it's not as if Test Drive Unlimited was this one-off amazing game that's never been touched since. You know, they they, they did make a follow-up and I don't think it was received super well. Maybe I'm I would wrong. agree with that. No, I'd agree with that. Yeah, yeah. And, are they, uh, wait, are these online? Were these online, like MMO style, like yeah. like Forza, where you drive around and there's other people? Not in my experience. Okay. Same for me. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm not sure. But I I didn't experience. It's that. a fair point though. Nothing is mentioned at this point if this game will be that. Right. Based on previous games, it's like a solo experience. But it's 2021, right? 
So it would be cool if it worked was, like a like Forza or the Crew, um, where you have the like crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you're in a server, and you know there's only like sixty other people, but it just feels like you're you know in an MMO. You're in a you're in a city that has actually yeah. hundreds, thousands of people and stuff. Yeah. Um, it, it's been confirmed. We don't know where, but it will be a massive, um, quote unquote, massive open world game replicated in a one to one scale. Now, if the rep, if the same replicated in a one to one scale, that suggests to me that it's not a fictional location. It is, it is somewhere based in reality. Oh, I hope it's Monaco. <laughs> that sounds cool. I don't know why, wow, but just be. immediately I was thinking that. Well, would be cool. the casino vibes have made you think of that, maybe. <laughs> yeah, you know, Monaco's famous for the gambling. And is is it's got the automotive connection as well too. Yeah. Um, and it, it, you know, above Monaco is just tons of like rally and, and, you know, ro- yeah. winding yeah. roads and stuff. And then down in the city, you have literally where the, where the F1 race takes part. So, so it's got that off-road, on-road kind of racing casino oh. altogether. Yeah. On that, you say off-road, on-road. I think it's important that one of the cars in the game is a Range Rover so far. Yeah, well, I, I would agree yeah. with that. Yeah, Test Drive Two had Test Drive Unlimited Two had off road, which Test Drive One, a Test Drive Unlimited original, sorry, <laughs> didn't have, um, and that was a big thing. So, so a lot half of the races towards the start were like off road, cross country, and I didn't enjoy that personally because you had to build up a repertoire of big vehicles that weren't that fun to drive as well. But I mean, yeah. if they implement it properly, I'm, I'm all for it. You know, Forza Horizon that. do it well. I remember yeah. that in the sequel. I seem to remember not understanding that and ending up in a Ford GT off road and thinking, this is not enjoyable. <laughs> What is this? That's more on you than the game, Tom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, in this teaser trailer, or cinematic trailer, as they call it, uh, at the start, there are there's someone's going through like a selection of keys, like their, I don't know, chocolates or Nespresso pods or something. Uh, and on that, I did notice there are Ferrari, Audi, Bentley, Mercedes-Benz, Lamborghini, and Bugatti, plus the Steam pre-order page mentions Koenigsegg, Apollo, and Dodge. Now, we don't know if those keys are mentioned uh, yeah, yeah. So well, Dodge and... is thrown in the mix of all of that. Koenigsegg, Apollo, Bugatti, Dodge. <laughs> you know, Dodge. Yeah. They make Good trucks. Old American muscle. <laughs> yeah. MG. Um, yeah. I mean, it'd be nice to have some weird and varied vehicles, I guess. So there's no confirmation that those cars are in the game. Obviously, the trailer has an Aston Martin and a Ranger of SVR as well. But to me, you wouldn't have those. You still probably have to license those brands just to men- mention them in the trailer. And it's, it's so that. obvious. As yeah. the, it's not just the keys. There's like a little tag above that says Audi. Yeah. <laughs> Ferrari. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So I think you're right. I, 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 it would be really weird for them to show those and not have them in the game. Really yeah. weird. <laughs> Another thing is that this is coming to PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, PC on Epic and Steam. Uh, Xbox One, Xbox Series, and Nintendo Switch. And I would love to see the differences between those versions. Like, how mm-hmm. big is this open world if it's got to work on Switch as well, is one, is one thought I had. Right, and as also, well as a 3090. Yeah, exactly. And it's clearly like a, maybe a cross-generational thing. Uh, and there's no release date, but that maybe suggests to me that it could be quite soon. What do you think, John? I hope so. I'm, I'm definitely keen to try it. I think one of the, one of the main selling points from the last game or the previous games were the amount of manufacturers that were involved as well yeah. so you know like i, I remember like wiseman uh, they had their kind of oh yeah roadster from the mid-2000s and it was amazing and they had you know maseratis the old mclaren f1 in there they had so many 
interesting and discreet cars as well as the big brands so um i'm actually just the, the, talking about this is making me excited about it and i hope it's monaco it, it oh, i can see be, it on but... your face john yeah, yeah. yeah it's good. i hope it works uh with the racing wheel i know that's weird yeah. but uh forza <laughs> that, so that's one part where like i do hope it really is like forza um one way it could beat forza as well too is with a proper damage model um but i know a lot of brands are not down with having their yeah, cars destroyed we've got an about which infuriates me i could go on i could get yeah. so mad about that but you either have the licensed car or you, or you don't. i mean look wreckfest doesn't have any licensed cars for a reason though. exactly so, but uh okay well that's that's um test drive unlimited solar crown had a complete blank there and forgot the name. It's quite it's quite long, long and confusing for a, a simpleton like me. Unless you've got some exciting uh, thoughts to add on to that. T D U S C. It's it's Ooh. not even fast to say the short. No, no, no. <laughs> um, so that's that game. We'll have to wait and see. Apparently, there are some people on the development team who made the original ones, which mm. gives me a little a little hope. And uh, July is the date when we find out more, whatever whatever that might be. So we're on to our final two two topics there, and. This one, I feel like we could have a little disagreement on, but this is going back to hardware. This is a new Fanatec CSL DD, which is um, a wheel base, not a steering wheel, as I've seen many YouTube uh, reaction videos say. This is not, not a wheel. This is a wheel base, which is sort of the motor for a wheel to give good force feedback. It's direct drive, and it's at a more affordable price for direct drive. And just really quickly before we dive in, I am aware that actually we we all know Fanatec's products and we read and hear about them all the time. There's a lot of people out there who have a Logitech or a Thrustmaster wheel and just feel that Fanatec is, well, that's just for influencers, right? Or people who are, are affluent because they're very, very expensive. And one of the reasons they're expensive historically has been the fact they are direct drive. They're not uh, belt driven for the force feedback. Apparently that's superior. And the, the formula wheel bases are well over a thousand pounds alone. But this one, is three hundred and fifty dollars or three hundred fifty euros? So now then, now then, how are we, how are we going to play about? I think we've got a lot of opinions here. So first of all, I'd like to discover our initial reactions, John. What was your initial reaction last night when you saw this being revealed? My my initial reaction was, wow, this is great, and I think that the the numbers that are being thrown about make complete sense because they're compromises in the right way. So oh, here's a smaller base with less newton meters of torque. The thing is, direct drive wheels, I think it used to be a competition with who could create more torque, but you never use the full torque in a direct drive wheel. So I've been thinking, okay, they've kind of they've kind of saved in that area and they've probably put it in other areas. Now, the thing that got me, though, was when I saw the price. And my reaction to the to the base was one thing, but the, the price was completely unexpected. And for me, the, the, the word that pops to mind is game changer, absolute game changer. Um, right. This was making was it clear, this is my first reaction. Yeah. Yeah, and, and just quickly on that as well, why is torque sort of important? Is it just like a numbers race? For, for me, the more torque, the harder it is to turn the wheel in, in a simple way. Is that it's fair? it's it's not. I don't think it's quite as simple as that. I'm not an expert on it, but I think that there's a difference between there's the power of the torque in terms of how heavy the wheel is, but there's also right. the amount of detail. So right. that can be affected by the torque as well. And I think that's what I'm going to come on to in a minute. But um, okay. yeah, it's not simple. Quite as simple as that. Right. Well, before we just quickly jump to Justin, yeah, it's five newton meters of torque. It's all relative, whatever that means, you know. In real terms, we need to feel it to, to understand what that's, that's mm -hmm. like. Uh, you can buy an optional, a different power adapter, price to be confirmed, which raises it to eight. And for reference, the thousand pounds or two thousand pound um, direct drive Fanatec DD ones 
is 20 newton meters of torque and yeah. the DD2 is 25. So Justin, with all that context then, what, what were you thinking when you heard about this last night? We're, this is good. You know, the direct drive technology has come down in price and it's it's more affordable. It's not entry level. Still, I would I would describe an entry level wheel as something that's being sub $200 or sub 200 pounds. Um, that's really, you know, if you want to dip your toes into into sim racing, if you want to find out if it's really for you, that's probably a, a pretty fair amount. This is twice that just for the base. So that that's not even factoring, you know, and for some people, like myself that has a T300, it's it's actually a downgrade in terms of the force. Now you do get benefits as as John is going to touch on in a little bit here. Yeah. Um, but so my initial reaction was, oh, this is this is neat. I don't think it's for me specifically. And 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 then my thoughts on it continued to develop from there. Do you want <laughs> do you want me to continue, or would you like to? Well, let's see. Let's see what John's uh, change of opinion was, and let's see if it matches up with yours. Okay. Well, I'd been speaking about I've been speaking about the wheel to a few of my sim racing teammates because obviously it's a big topic of discussion: what equipment to use and stuff. And it, this is the first direct drive base that's become competitive price wise, but it's also, right. I believe, the first direct drive base to have a similar power output to a wheel that's not direct drive, like a mm. belt-driven wheel or, you know, yes. and I think that's the thing we need to consider here. I am not an expert in wheels enough to know that it is the thing that make direct drive wheels so good. Is it the direct drive technology itself or is it the power that goes with that? Mm -hmm. You know, and if we take a direct drive technology and down the power to lower than half of the belt-driven wheels that are around about a similar price, does that also take away all of that feeling and detail that you get with direct drive? I mean, they've, they've said as well, it comes with a clamp so this is the first direct drive wheel you can probably clamp to ah, a desk by the sounds of it. That's an optional extra. Optional extra, right. Okay, well, either way, it's, it's, it seems to be like, what they're trying to say is, you know, you can use this on a table. And, and what that says to me is, okay, it maybe isn't as, it, it isn't as sturdy. It doesn't need as much, you know, it, it's not yeah, going to yeah, be yeah. as, as heavy. And is that even, you know, at what point, you know, what are we trying to go for here? Are we wanting the direct drive technology or are we wanting the power behind it? I don't I don't know the answer to that question because I'm not an expert and I need to try it but that's that's the thing for me that I'm not sure about will it have the detail I need to try it is the is the short end like I I would not just buy this thing outright I would need to try it you know because I can I know so I had a Thrustmaster TMX and I upgraded to the T300 and I knew what I was getting myself into you know I knew it was going to be similar but better I have no idea how this is would compare to my T300 I have no idea if I would like it more. I have no idea if it's better for for what I play specifically for my games yep. specifically. Like, is it because Thrustmaster is very friendly with Forza and um, they they've got that integrated thing with with the F1 game for their new wheel. You know, things like yeah, that yeah. are really appealing to me. The the plug and play, as I mentioned earlier. Um, my big question, so as I thought about as I thought about this wheel more and more, was who is this wheel for? Because I don't think it's for me, uh, because I just I don't use a wheel enough. I'm not competitive enough. Um, it's not for esports drivers because they want the thousand dollar good stuff. You know what I mean? So, and it's not even really for streamers and stuff like that. I don't think mm. either. So. My my question was who is this just for like aspiring esports drivers and if it's just for aspiring esports drivers that is niche as hell <laughs> like like if you want to be an esports driver but aren't yet and you have this you have this much money and keep in mind it's still not cheap because you have to buy the rim as well too so yes it's cheaper 
but it's still a lot more expensive than just going out and buying a T3, T300 or, or, or whatever the equivalent Logitech is, the G920, to yeah, whatever well. whatever it is. So my, my big question was, who who is this for? I don't, and would people want to sacrifice the Newton meters for, you know, supposedly higher fidelity with the direct drive? I don't know. It gets... And this is where it gets into like a really nerdy niche sort of thing. And also, I have heard not great things about Fanatec. Like I've I've seen um, I follow a lot of the F1 guys, obviously, and I've seen TM at Marduk tweeting about how the USB cord doesn't actually properly connect to his Fanatec anymore. And it's wow. like that's such a low, like stress piece of the whole puzzle. And it's like you can't give us like a good connector for this. Like so, he had and he's a famous person, so he got to go to Fanatec and say, "Hey, give me another thousand dollar wheel," and they did. But what if you know I scraped and scrounged and saved up money for years making a you know minimum wage or something, which I don't. I'm just saying, like, what if I did? Uh, and then and and then I bought this thing, and then the USB cord fails on it, and I got to buy another one for a thousand. You know, I've heard Fanatec isn't the best in terms of re reliability and stuff. I don't know if that's old stuff, but I'm just hesitant to spend a lot of money yeah. on something that's so new and has so many question marks around it. I think on that point, I suppose we have to give them a benefit of doubt. Is is a new design, so we'll have to see. Um, but John, as a as a actual sim racer, you know, is this interesting to you? Yes, um, I think that I was actually going to come in on Justin's point when he was saying who's this for, but he ended up answering exactly what I was going to say. And I feel like there is there's an element of you know I'm aspiring to be a professional esports driver, and I do I'm not sponsored by anyone. I'm I'm still a child or a young person. I'm not on a good wage. I'm at college. I don't <laughs> have money. So this is my route in to direct drive technology without budget. But the question I say then is. We, we we cannot answer this question until we know what the wheel feels like, because yeah. it's, until somebody knows that, you know, for all we know, we could jump on this wheel and be like, oh, my goodness, it feels the same as a as an amazing direct drive, just a little bit lighter. And mm -hmm. in which case you go, wow, we've hit the jackpot or you yep. drive it and you think, OK, you know, without the Newton meters of torque, it basically feels like yeah, and Logitech G29 or whatever, which is also a great budget wheel. But why would you spend the money on it? It just depends on, on where that compromise is. You know, I think if someone said, here's a direct drive wheel with 0.01 newton meters of torque, it probably wouldn't be very good. So so there needs to be a line yeah. somewhere, and it we don't know where that is yet. Yeah, that's, that's a fair point. Uh, in fact, everything you both said, I fully agree with. I think there's a couple of things to note that are quite interesting. Uh, I think it was mentioned earlier, but yeah, the, the, the fact that they're, they're advertising the fact it can be clamped to a table, I was actually like, oh, brilliant. I don't have space for a, a full rig or... Um, the budget for that so that opens up direct drive to people who maybe even have the money but not the space which is again like justin said super super niche but <laughs> That's a good point, the, the option point. is there and that i was like oh brilliant um it all is dependent on the feeling i would say that um i've done some research and a logitech g29 in the uk is 350 pounds at the minute mm -hmm. now it's not got direct drive but maybe direct drive is this holy grail name and with the low this lower setting who wants to say it's better than belt driven there's this perception that we don't actually know exactly exactly logitech's got its own true force thing but 350 pounds gets you the actual wheel with paddles the motor and the pedals yeah this is 350 dollars but you have to buy the wheel rim which i believe the cheapest one is about 200 euros at the minute for fanatic and you have to get the pedals. The cheapest pedals available are another 100 euros. There's the optional to get the eight 
eight newton meters of torque. We don't know the price. And there's the optional clamp. We don't know the price of that. And also, we don't know the, the arrival date of this. And mm. if it's to try and get newer people in there with less budget, like we've all said, or the thing I thought of was it's a Christmas present price range now. You know, mm. the parents said, oh, this is direct drive. We'll get that. Um, hey, it doesn't work with the most popular console that's available. Yeah, definitely. It's very important. A minute. Very and now important. they've said that something might come later, but not for this specific one. I think they'll make a different variant with a different name and it'll be working on PlayStations. But this, and it, and it works on Xbox, but only with specific wheel rims. So it's, but on PC, so it works with everything that Fanatec do is mind attended or the vast majority of it. I, I don't think it's in any way trying to rival a Logitech G29 or G920, right. in my opinion. It was opinion, the first thought of everybody. Right. Yeah, and yeah. I, I don't think it is because A, it's more expensive, as Justin mentioned. It's more of that middle ground wheel. You know, the yeah. Logitech for me is a great starter wheel. You can get one secondhand yeah. for 100 to 150, and it comes with pedals, and it's still a great wheel. You can race competitively esports with it. Like, it's absolutely possible. Um, this wheel is, is almost an alternative middle ground to a belt driven wheel that's six or seven hundred pounds something like the fanatec csl elite yep. you know mm. this is a wheel that says i want to make the upgrade but i can't afford it yet let me get, let me sniff it out try out direct drive and see how it feels before spending the money as an alternative to let me try a more expensive belt driven wheel that's a bit better and gives me more feeling then spend the money on direct drive it's like hey you can sample a bit of direct drive um, and get more of the feel of the actual technology rather than just the the feeling itself does that make sense yeah I, I would say because um, they were they were tweeting uh, that it's a game changer, um, and I, I will say it has the possibility of being mm. a game changer. Yeah, I'm I'm not so sure. Uh, I I would again I would definitely at least wait to hear um, reviews from people. Um, but ideally, what I'd really like to do is actually try it myself yep. before before even purchasing. Like. I would love to. I would love to give it a go. You know, if there was like some sort of sim center that I could go down to that has every wheel on the market available to try, um, then absolutely. But again, I'm still kind of skeptical about Fanatec's like build quality and support and and mm. all of that side of things. I really think Fanatec, getting Fanatec is like getting like a Ferrari or something like that. Like yeah. you're you're getting something that's premium, that's you know top of the line, best of the best, or among the best of the best. Um, but you also get premium repair prices and and all of that kind of stuff along with it and maintenance and oh, and, and whatnot. So I, I still don't think it's for me. Um, I, I think somebody who takes their racing very seriously, maybe you know somebody who's got a lot of money in iRacing, who isn't necessarily a streamer, isn't necessarily an esports driver, but you know spends a lot of time running around in yeah. iRacing and and doing league racing and stuff like that. Could be something fantastic. Again, it, we may find out that it's actually the best wheel ever made ever. Yeah, we'll yeah, find yeah. out. <laughs> it's so much cheaper. It's so. I think in conclusion, uh, this is not a cheap wheel. It's not an affordable wheel, but it is so much more. Uh, the barrier to entry is so much lower yeah. than with the Formula uh, DD ones and twos. So it's still an advancement. And I still think it'd be more popular than than those. And it works ones. with everything from Fanatec, which is nice. Uh, so you could yeah. get the entry level base, get a, and then get an entry Build level up. wheel, and then yeah, you could upgrade the wheel, yeah. and then upgrade the base later, and uh, you could always will, resell them. They'll hold yeah. value pretty well. It will work with that absolutely mental BMW GT3 wheel later in the year. Although I yeah. believe there might be a, a, another optional adapter to do that. But anyway, you're future proofed as far as. 
yeah. Fanatec, or Fanatic, as it's supposed to be. Well, originally called, but everyone calls it Fanatec, and we have it officially that we're allowed to call it both, so we're not wrong. So, <laughs> talk on that, comments. <laughs> Trustec Fanamaster, if you combine the two. Yeah. <laughs> Get the Thrustmaster wheel on the on the new yeah. Fanatec base, try it out. Well, on, right. that, <laughs> on that, just really quickly, actually, one final point on this, because I've gone on too long, but it's an important thing. Um, the Thrustmaster T300 is a popular wheel for console and PC. It's £370, so in a ballpark, but it comes with the pedals. But that is also, unlike the Logitech, for example, uh, changeable in terms of the wheel. Yes. And yes. you could buy one of those and later buy one of these crazy form- Formula One wheels that we talked about earlier, and it still might come under one of these with all the options, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So worth yeah. bearing in mind. So it's a really good thing, I think, but we'll, we'll just skip to a little bit. Yeah. Because initial hype was like, oh my god, direct drive wheel for three hundred and fifty dollars. No, 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 no. Breathe, breathe, breathe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's, see, base, let's see how it only five no, 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 We don't know how much the booster costs. <laughs> yeah. So on and so on and so on. <laughs> so really looking forward to seeing more. Yes. Just... Hearing more. Yeah. Right. Especially about how it feels. Yeah. Hopefully so we so... can get one to try out and let yeah, everybody we'll, know how we'll see, firsthand how good it is. Yeah. Absolutely. Keep it. Pin to traction.gg and you never know. I would trust John's review on that one. I think we yeah, should get yeah, yeah. John. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to say no, am I? <laughs> get it sorted. So we're coming towards the end of this episode now. So we've, we've, we're clearly very impassioned about all these topics. We've had we've had motorcycle games. We've had um, four below single seaters. We've had open world arcade races. And we've had two very serious uh, steering wheel related peripherals. To finish off is a game that I've actually been playing last week and a half, which is MotoGP 21. There is a video review on the Traction GG YouTube channel. There is a written review on the Traction.gg website. And I just wanted to touch because this isn't something that's coming out in the future. Hey, it's already here. As you're listening to this podcast, you can buy it right now. So what I would like to know from you two is, are you interested in any way in MotoGP? No. And yes, <laughs> that's absolutely fine. So Justin, you said no then. What, yeah. How good would a MotoGP game have to be? And what would it have to do? Perhaps I'll put you on the you know, ask your cold question here, uh, you know, to make you try it out. Um, Honestly, I I don't know that it could uh, just because, yeah, I'm just, I'm just not that into motorcycles. Like what it would have to do, honestly, is become a totally different game. Essentially. Ah. It would have to have like jumps and, and weapons, (laughs) you know, like, (laughs) you know, blue shells and and it it would just have something like an American. It would have to be completely insane. It would have to be completely insane. Well, there's but, a Supercross game for you, which is good. But, yeah, it, so it's not for me. I don't I don't watch MotoGP. I've just never been that into into motorcycles for a number of reasons, honestly. Um, part of it is that I'm a complete coward, and I would never ride one ever. They well, terrify me. Yes. They terrify me. Um, I have massive respect for MotoGP, and actually I follow some people um, that are heavily invested and involved in MotoGP. So um, in, in terms of social media, not like around on the street, um, I, I follow them on like on Twitter and stuff like that. So I keep up with MotoGP and I've got some MotoGP gifts in my gift library and um, I have massive respect for them. I, I think they are even more brave than Formula One drivers. Um, I think they're up there with the guys that run like Pikes Peak and stuff like that. Like. Oh. You know, I, huge respect, huge respect. And the game looks um, a bit like a mixed bag, as Rich described it. Um, you know, it sounds like it's got some really next-gen stuff, but at the same time, it's kind of bridging the gap between previous-gen and, and, and the current-gen. So it, it sounds like there's a few things that are maybe missing uh, some polish here and there that you would yeah. maybe expect. Yeah, I think so. So 
that's that's the viewpoint of someone who's not really into MotoGP. I'm going to switch to John now, who you have, you are, you are, I think you are looking forward to trying this game at some point. Um, what what do you think based on the review so far of the game and footage you've seen? And um, yeah, just generally, what's your opinion? I've asked because it was twice there. I could have just asked it within ten seconds. I think I think it's as expected. I think that with these kind of milestone releases, you've come to expect these minor changes, a few extra little features, nothing groundbreaking. I've actually I do really enjoy the the modern day MotoGP career system, even if it does need a refresh now. I've not yeah. played it enough to to warrant that refresh. Like I, I could go on it and it would still feel new enough to me. And I like the fact that you can choose between setting up your own team or you know signing other or signing for another team or even creating you know your own feeder support team with Moto2 and like I love yeah. all that um, I thought I think, that was cool. I think some of the stuff, you know, m- making a big deal of rider recovery is a bit like formation laps in F1. It's fun once or twice. It's cool. But I mean, I'm sorry, but you're turning exactly it off not. after five minutes. The only, <laughs> when the I only... saw it, I thought the same thing. I was When I saw the feature was coming, I was like, people are going to get sick of that so fast. So the only way you're going to keep that on is if you are a, a, someone who replicates real life as closely as possible. And I used yeah, to do this for racing race games as well. You'd feel race distance, HUD yeah. off you know no no assist no rewinds cockpit cam that's the kind of situation where you would keep that on and that's a very niche market of nerds like myself um i don't think <laughs> i don't it's know fine that the options there yeah yeah exactly you yeah, can turn yeah, yeah. off that's fine but i don't think it's a major selling point it's just it's not, not groundbreaking no yeah yeah. it's like we've when, got a new color for the menu it's basically the same yeah when you, when you try it you're like oh this is the coolest thing i'm running around as a person how restricted oh. is it can you like run under track under the track and like try to flag guys down and stuff like yeah how- you can do all that but Oh, okay. But what I would say is, um, you know how in every other like third person like game where you're like shooting, running, jumping, or whatever, the left stick moves the person, the right stick moves the camera. Well, right. the camera doesn't do. You can't move it. It's locked to the bike on the ground. You know, like how if you're playing Rocket League, if you have the, uh, the, the ball, yes, yes, which is fine. Listen, the problem with it is, it takes so long to get up. The, yeah, you're half a lap behind, so you're like, oh, well, that's right. really nice, Bob. Turn it off. It seems unrealistically slow, right? The animations. Bit, I think like, so, yeah. like have a bit of hustle, man. Like this is your job. Get back in the it's, race, dude. No, it, it's the way that it's the way it's the same as track DR. I specifically noticed it. It's when they stand up, there's a second where it's like, and there we go. Um, exactly and that, that is very weird. And with track DR, I hated that because as soon as I was getting up, I wanted to be moving towards the bike, and it Meanwhile, stopped me doing got... that until I kind of settled myself. I've got a gif of a guy falling off a bike and sliding and then standing uh, upright. Yeah. He never actually falls. He that's, just slides on his feet into a running position. That's I'm like, Johan where's Mia that in the game? Yeah, I that's want the that. current world champion, actually, who, who uh, Johan Mia, who, who's in this game. Great, and he, yeah. Suzuki, Great yeah. One of the coolest clips ever. Like, yes. he's skating across the gravel. <laughs> it's like surfing. amazing. It's like, how have you even done that? It's like an it's, actual superhero. <laughs> yeah. There's one thing I want to very, very quickly say as well, is that yes. MotoGP itself as a sport is in an amazing position. That any rider can oh, win yeah. four different bikes. It's like yeah. what Formula One's been dreaming of yeah. since 2010. Yeah. And that that in itself makes the game more appetizing for me. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, just really quickly, I think um, the online is what really lets this game down. I mean, not to have any ranked system at all is very 2007 um and uh the career mode is is it's good but there's not you know your engineers and stuff aren't actually people that they are in other games that are modeled it's just a picture on the screen and they don't even have text that pops up and say something but uh, and also 
oh my word, it's very, 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 very difficult. Just saying, if you've never played a MotoGP game, you're going to be crashing every five seconds. Because as someone who's played the last six or seven, I still find this very, very difficult. I couldn't even transition so. from road to oval. Like, when I tried out oval uh, racing, I was complete garbage. So never right. mind two wheels. I, yeah. I, I couldn't wrap my brain around it. But, but it's not without merit, and um, it's nice it's on the next-gen system. So go mm -hmm. read it on the website. So I feel like... Oh, this was going to be a quick half an hour episode, but thanks for listening to everybody at this point, because there's just been so much at the minute, and isn't that great? Isn't it wonderful that there's all sorts going on? The racing game genre is uh, at an all-time high, and, and the fact that Ferrari is doing some stuff shows how important it is to them, and Fanatec are doing something cheaper shows how much how burgeoning the market is. So the final, final thing to finish off is, Justin, out of all these things we listed, really quickly, in two words, what you're most looking forward to. Uh, I would have to go with uh probably Solar Crown on that cool. one because it's up my it's up my you know it's, it's, it's my house. niche. Yeah, it's, John, <laughs> how about you? Test drive for me, Fanatec for the masses. Oh, okay. Ooh, and I'm okay. gonna say, well, ah, uh, I've got to say something different, I? So I'm gonna say WRC ten. But I actually agree with you. I really we're all hyped for test drive. <laughs> Come on, test drive, please be good. If it's bad, it's not our fault. All right, that wraps up this episode. Thank you for sticking with us for quite a lengthy episode there. I do apologize. But I hope you've uh, heard something about a game you weren't perhaps interested in that now intrigues you. Uh, and also, likewise, maybe you're more interested in Fanatec Wheels than you ever were before. So please uh, like and subscribe on YouTube. Uh, please subscribe or follow on any podcast platform. It's free and it really helps us out. Leave a positive review if you feel inclined. Visit the traction.gg website. Follow us at TractionGG in social media. And for now, keep it pinned. <laughs>